the more you make people do, the more people fall off. So if like they're, and it's only for mobile, by the way, mm-hmm. which is fine because so many people use Facebook on mobile, but you know, back in the day, like kind of typing in your email is so annoying. Now it's just like click, click, boom, you have a lead. The online marketing show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi everyone, this is Joey Bushnell. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Show. Today I have a very accomplished online marketing expert on the line. Her name is Lindsay Anderson and we are going to be discussing various traffic and lead generation tactics. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for being with me today. Happy to be here. Lindsay, uh, you have a website. Is it? Uh, am I right in thinking it's trafficandleads.com? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Okay, well, that sounds very interesting. Of course, we all want more traffic. We all want more leads. Um, you know, one of those uh, foundational uh, things of online marketing that we all want. So that's what we're going to be talking about today on this call. We're going to be talking about how to generate traffic and how to generate leads. Before we get into that, actually, can you uh, let everyone know uh, how you got started? How did you get into driving traffic and generating leads? How did you learn all of this? And how did this become your business? Yeah, great question, Joseph. So first of all, I do need to correct you. So my, my official name is One Click Lindsay, right? right? Not Lindsay Anderson, because it's so much more memorable to be known by One Click Lindsay. And I actually <laughs> got that. I'm going to have to tease you and correct you, but sure. I got that nickname, One Click Lindsay, and that's my website and such. But I got that nickname, um, because we were trying to improve some conversions on a, on a website for a particular client. And I must have said, we just got to get them to make that one click about 25 times to a client. Mm-hmm. So finally, Finally, our conversion, you know, hit the roof. We had about 20 leads come in one night. And so he said, if it isn't one click Lindsay. So I decided to pick that up as a nickname. But to get back to your question on how I got into um, web development and, and online marketing is uh, so I ran a web design firm for about the last 12 years and it was called web impact and clients, we would make websites. And if the clients were um, educated enough, they might ask me about an SEO campaign or whatever, um, you know, and they would come and go. Um, but we were never like, you know, they were just all just kind of like averagely happy clients. And so I sat down, and I said, well, what do these clients really want? And it's exactly what you said at the top of the show, Joseph, it's Clients don't necessarily want a website. They don't necessarily want an SEO campaign or a PPC campaign. They want traffic and leads. So that's why I came up with the traffic and leads website, because that's actually what we deliver. That's really the results that everybody wants. But the reason why I got into online marketing is because um, probably like a lot of your listeners, I am an entrepreneur at heart, so I try a lot of different businesses. So it just seems like a natural fit to know everything I can about online marketing, because you can actually test out different business ideas um, with online marketing without spending a ton of money to see if they're going to work. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit, Lindsay. Um, you know, What sort of ideas have you been testing? Anything interesting for us? Well, one of my first businesses was um, I used to work at a swimming pool. I was the manager of a swimming pool, which was like the best job ever because I would just sit out in the sun and boss people around. Mm-hmm. But that was back in the day. Like right when the internet was coming out. And so people would come in and sign up their kids for swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, and they would do it on paper. 
So I actually created one of my, the first pieces of software I created was creating a piece of software that allowed people to like go online, register their kids, and it would actually autofill all of the classes. So we wouldn't have to like calendar it out. Come to find out back then. So I online marketed that mm-hmm. before I put a ton of effort into it. Back then, swimming pools did not have the kind of like ventilation and stuff. So they didn't really have a lot of computers in their in their offices. So that didn't work out at that time. Now things have changed a lot, but it didn't really fly because they didn't have computers, believe it or not. (laughs) Sure. Um, Okay, so let's talk about traffic and leads then. What are your favorite traffic sources right now? Yeah, hundred percent. So when a client comes to me, as you know, Joseph, I don't need to tell you this, but search engine optimization is definitely going to be your highest quality, highest converting traffic in my experience. But as we both know, that takes a ton of time and patience and effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when clients come, a lot of them have, you know, um, like back in the day before social media and Facebook marketing and, and all of that, we pretty much had to constantly have the conversation of you've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. This will work eventually, or they could run a really expensive pay-per-click campaign. So when social media came along, I am actually able to work on an SEO campaign in the background using long tail keywords and, and really finding those niche keywords. Um, while on the front end, well, like right now, show them results today is running. My favorite is Facebook marketing. And I know you had John Loomer on the show and he's like the Facebook marketing king, but it's awesome. Facebook marketing is amazing. Okay. Let's talk about Facebook marketing. First of all, are you referring to organic Facebook marketing or are you referring more to the paid advertising side of Facebook marketing? Uh, I've had results with both. I recently ran just straight up. I had a client come to me. I don't know what to do on Facebook. Please help me. She was a boutique, um, a bed and breakfast in a small town in Idaho called Lava Hot Springs. And she's like, I I know I need to be on Facebook. Please help me. So I literally just went on Facebook. I updated her banner and started writing posts. And people within that area started sharing it. We didn't put a dollar into that. She called me and said, I am booked out for the next two months. Like, stop what you're doing. And it was almost like, uh, I'm not really doing anything. (laughs) So like, it can just work. Like, if done correctly and you write interesting posts and, um, you know, it doesn't always work that way, but that was a, that was an awesome case study. Um, but of course, if that doesn't work, there's always the paid campaigns because of the amazing targeting that Facebook allows you to do and retargeting. It just can't be beat. Sure. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about this. What is your favorite kind of Facebook ad right now? Do you like to get into the news feed? Do you like to be on the right hand side uh, column? A bit of both. And do you have uh, maybe a favorite type of Facebook ad that is working particularly well for you right now? Yeah, I stay away from the right-hand side, which a lot of people do. However, I have had one campaign that did particularly well on the right-hand side, and that's where we hung out. But I would say 90% of my clients stick in the newsfeed. However, one of my favorite types of campaigns is to run video ads. And this is more than just um, uh, uploading a video to your newsfeed and kind of like running an ad on that newsfeed ad. It's actually literally uploading a video as an ad because Facebook is so awesome that they don't charge you until like you're a few seconds into that video. Mm-hmm. So you're literally only paying Facebook um, once they've watched X amount of the video, which is pretty awesome. Um, so those are actually kind of my favorite for those clients. I can actually get to do a video. Clients are very kind of shy right now about doing video, but they're so powerful from both a marketing perspective and just uh, that Facebook video ad perspective. 
You mentioned that you're combining this with retargeting, Lindsay. Can you explain retargeting? You know, let's assume that the listeners, you know, someone listening to this show doesn't know what retargeting is. How does it work? You know, how does retargeting happen and how does it happen with Facebook in particular? Yeah, sure. So retargeting is really powerful because um, for anybody that has taken a marketing, you know, 101 class, your teachers basically told you about top of mind and people have to see your message X amount of times before they're actually going to like bite on your on your offer. So Facebook allows us a shortcut to be able to do this. So to put it in the most simple of terms, essentially you run a Facebook ad and you send them to a website um, once they get to that website, Facebook is smart enough to kind of tag that user as, hey, this user has been to either like this specific page or this specific website and off they go on their day. Then you can go back into Facebook and say, hey, Facebook, all those people that have actually visited my website in the last 30 days, can you please um, show them this ad, which might be a little bit more in depth of an ad, like they've already seen ad one, now it's ad two, time to step it up a little. Um, and then Facebook can retarget to those people. Um, another popular one, if they get to your sales page and like, the only thing they have left to do is like hit that button. Facebook can be smart enough to like show them uh, an ad that says, Hey, pretty much I know you almost hit that button and try to like convince them through an ad to go back to where they were. So there's so much Facebook knows about your interactions and stuff that you do that you're going to be able to retarget to these people. If you don't have like a master plan like that, like, I want to retarget based on sales pages. I would recommend that you get the Facebook pixel at least installed on your website. And if by chance, um, one of your blog posts gets a ton of attention or whatnot, Facebook is always tracking that. So perhaps you can do what's called a, um, a content upgrade on there, knowing people visited it. Um, and you can basically get them more information on that topic because you already know they visited that blog post. So there's a ton of extra information in there or a ton of extra function that you can do. I also have another favorite kind of Facebook ad. My very favorite, my other very favorite, I have lots of favorites today, don't I, Joseph? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my other one are these Facebook lead ads. Um, so is what those are is so back in the day before Facebook came up with these, um, you would create a Facebook ad and then you would send people to a landing page. So maybe that was through lead pages or some WordPress dedicated landing page where you would try to sell the person. And if they were on their mobile phone, they'd have to kind of like enter in their information and hit submit. So Facebook came up with Facebook lead ads where that whole landing page thing goes out the window. So instead, they see your ad. So I'll tell you a specific example. I ran this for an insurance agent client of mine, and it said, um, it's time for your renewal, because Facebook is actually smart enough to know that their insurance was up for renewal. Mm -hmm. Time for your renewal. Would you like a new... Uh, would you like a quote on your insurance? Click here. They clicked here. They were taken to a form directly within Facebook that automatically filled in their name, their phone number and their email because Facebook already knows all that about us. They didn't have to type it in and all they had to do was hit submit. And my client got a lead for all these people who wanted a, a health insurance quote. Brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. I'm assuming that the email that Facebook collects is the user's Facebook email. Yeah. Facebook email. Excellent. How long has this uh, type of advert been out? I mean, I think this is only, you know, this has been introduced relatively recently over here in the UK. Yeah, within a, uh, it's definitely with, 
been within the last nine months. It is brand new. And it just because like the more you make people do, the more people fall off. So if like there, and it's only for mobile, by the way, Mm -hmm. which is fine because so many people use Facebook on mobile, but you know, back in the day, like kind of typing in your email is so annoying. Now it's just like click, click, boom, you have a lead. And he would call them. Like we got to the point a few weeks into that campaign where he's like, okay, you're going to have to turn them off because like, I just can't return these calls. (laughs) So it was awesome. Brilliant. That really is a great way to get leads. Let's talk about Twitter because I know that Twitter has this same kind of ad, you know, the same principle where the lead is just generated without them having to fill anything out. Do you like uh, Twitter ads yourself? You know, do you find this to be a good traffic source? Um, Yes, but I have not had any luck with those specific kind of Twitter ads because I find Twitter to be a lot more quick moving and people are just like scanning and looking for more information. I'm sure people have success with those, but um, the main kind of Twitter ads that I, that I've had success with is um, basically getting people to show up for a blab or um, increase my Twitter following or to just get some traffic to a webpage. Those are the three kind of Twitter ads I've had luck with. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with you there as well. I, I definitely lean more towards Facebook ads in general over Twitter, but I do, I do use them still. I think it's a nice, um, you know, I guess a secondary way to beef up a campaign. If uh, my Facebook ads are getting a bit tired, I can always, you know, go try things over on Twitter. So yeah, so let's come back now to Facebook ads just for a second and back to retargeting on Facebook ads. All the things that you spoke about there in regards to uh, Facebook retargeting are all these things available within Facebook or do you need to have any other kind of retargeting tool to do this? You know, um, for example, ad roll or any other kind of retargeting platform or is this all available uh, right within the facebook ads editor itself 100 percent available within the facebook editor and just for fun if you go to my website one click Lindsay, i have a free like facebook ad uh facebook ads 101 free video you guys can download but mm-hmm. it's actually not as hard as it might seem and there's so many people giving good tutorials on it you can totally pick it up yourself however like don't spend a ton of money on it but you can totally get in and tinker with it and see if it's going to work for you another option that we have access to via facebook ads uh, is that we can also target instagram because facebook you know owns instagram so we can use the facebook ads editor to go and advertise to people on instagram as well as facebook personally i don't have too much experience using instagram ads um, just simply for the fact that i didn't feel that the the right demographic for my ads were instagram users but i am obviously open you know open to using it more and i'm certainly interested to hear from others who might have more experience on this than, than i do so what's your opinion on this have you had much luck with instagram advertising have you found that that kind of traffic it converts well what are your thoughts yeah so joseph we're exactly the same that way but you know we both want to push that button to start running some ads on instagram to see how they work right yeah but i haven't either for any of my clients um to be quite frank mike the clients that find the most success on instagram which i have probably four or five that i'm thinking of they're clothing places a wedding dress place and they are actually like Um, to be honest, I don't know if you can have like a consultant running an Instagram campaign because you have to be uploading images like directly from your store. So my clients that are having the most luck with Instagram are interested in Instagram. They're constantly publishing on Instagram and they're like fully, fully present on Instagram. We're like Facebook. You can kind of fake it and have a consultant do it for you. But Instagram, um, that's going to be kind of tough to, to, 
phone to give to someone else. Yeah. Would sure. you agree with that? Yes, I do agree with that. Um, and one characteristic of Instagram is that it's very, very visual. I mean, um, you know, every social network is visual to a certain degree, but Instagram is perhaps one of the, you know, the most visual of them all. And like you said, I think there are certain types of businesses that just fit Instagram a little bit better than others. Like you said, weddings, hair, makeup, clothing, all that kind of thing. So at the moment, I, I happen to not be consulting for too many of those types of businesses, um, at least not at this particular point anyway. So, you know, in the future, I think with the right kind of client, I definitely would use Instagram ads if I could see a very clear, obvious way that it would fit and that it would, you know, have a good potential to work out for them. But, you know, I, th- I do think as well that there are a lot of um, other types of businesses that, at least for me, Instagram is probably a little bit unproven, at least at this point. I totally yeah. agree. And it, but it does drive traffic. Like with these clients that are completely involved, it does drive traffic, but I'm afraid I cannot take any credit for that because they're like doing it on their own. And so, yeah, we can send them to a sales page and perfect said sales page based on some Instagram posts, but they're like, they're killing it without me on that. Um, but it is, it is a good traffic source. But I think this, um, is a perfect time to mention that we bring up Twitter and Facebook. Like we've gone through so many things today that, I think the most important thing for people to remember is like pick one or two and like don't listen to don't listen to well this is the next magic thing or blab or whatever like pick Facebook and pick Twitter if that's your thing if you don't like Twitter just stay on Facebook it's all about consistency and you may not see results for three to six months but you have to stay consistent you cannot stop and it will work. You mentioned their blab. Is that a bit like uh, Periscope, like a live streaming type uh, type thing? In my opinion, Joseph, it's so much better than Periscope, and I will tell you why. Um, Periscope, I'll just tell you the, the difference for the audience. Um, Periscope is basically... Um, I pull out my phone and I can just do a quick video and it's broadcast to whoever wants to see it. So it's me talking on a video or doing whatever crazy thing I'm doing on video where blab, um, I like to see, I like to view it more like a talk show so I can get on blab and I can say today we're talking about online marketing and Joseph can get on and say, Hey, I would like to join. I'd like to have a seat because I have something to say. And so you can basically come in and it's kind of like, like I said, a talk show. I can see Joseph's face. You can see Lindsay's face. People are making comments um, up to four people can join and as the administrator I can allow people in or kick people out or whatever I want to do but it's kind of like a talk show so like I can have blab running in the background on some internet marketing topics like all day because you just have people kind of like like chatting like it's a like it's a talk show I love it I love blab however there's there's like not a lot of people out there. So I don't know that you should put a ton of marketing dollars into it because it seems like there's just a ton of marketers out there at this point, but it could catch on to with like the general public. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, thank you very much. Just before we finish up, I'd love to come back to something that you uh, mentioned earlier, which is SEO. Now, throughout the years, SEO is always changing. So I want to know what your opinion of the state of SEO in 2017 is. You know, is it something that is is worth doing? But, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we've got to be patient for the results. I even know that some people, because SEO changes so much that actually they just, they just don't do it. They've neglected it because it can change so rapidly. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, different opinions about SEO right now. So I want to know your opinion. You know, if someone listening to this wants to go down the route of SEO, they want to at least give it a try. What would you say are some of the keys to succeeding with SEO in 2017? 
Yeah. So, um, first of all, let me answer your question. I 100% think most people, in fact, I can't even think of a client who would not be a perfect fit for SEO. Organic search engine results are going to return the best kind of customers that convert the best. And once you get up to those top few positions, you, depending on what your competition is doing, but you can stay up there without paying. We're like pay-per-click. You are going to be paying forever for every time someone clicks on your website. And not only that, they don't convert as well. Um, you don't get as many eyeballs on there. So 100% I think you need to run an SEO campaign. Um, yes, the rules are constantly changing, but quite frankly, um, and the way that we've always ran SEO is we, um, we've never promised quick results. We've always lectured customers. It's three to six months. This is going to take a long time. We have to go for long tail keywords. Don't expect any miracles. And that's because we were always doing white hat techniques. We were always writing decent content. We weren't writing content for search engines. When we would go get links, it had nothing to do. We weren't buying links. We were literally like trying to get helpful links. And that's all like all of these um, changes that Google is coming out with is literally just trying to serve up the best pages for their users. And if you are a legit best page and you're getting links from legit people that I know I keep saying legit, legitimately, legitimately fit your target. Like if you're all connected and you're doing everything on the up and up, every time Google releases a latest algorithm change, it should not keep you up at night. It's all about content. It's all about the use of keywords. It's all about a variety of links and it's all about a variety of like content on your website. Google just wants to show the most relevant results. So that should not keep you up at night. If you have a reputable SEO firm, um, just, I, I would not hesitate to run an SEO campaign. I was just, uh, just another quick story. I have a carpet cleaner client just started his business, really needed traffic and leads. So he came to us. So for the first three months, we were spending a ton of money on pay-per-click ads on Google. We tried Facebook. Those didn't really work because people weren't really looking for carpet cleaning on Facebook. They were there to like, look at other articles. So we tried that didn't really work. So we went straight up PPC. Um, so when people would go to Google and type in carpet cleaner, Schaumburg, Illinois, we made sure he was coming up PPC style. So we ended up paying, you know, six, $7 a click, very expensive while we were running an organic SEO campaign in the background. Finally, three months later, he's now getting over a hundred hits a day organically, onto his website. We can stop paying PPC and he's just getting a nice flow of leads like to his inbox. We can stop paying. So um, yes, you have to do SEO. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I totally agree with you. It's just, you know, about playing that long game, I guess, and doing it, like you said, the, the, you know, the legit way. That's all that Google wants, to be fair. You know, they just want, you know, great content that helps their users. So if we can do that rather than, you know, try to game uh, their system somehow, then we're going to be just fine. And obviously it requ- it does require a little bit of patience as well. Yeah. And if I may, um, one more story. I have yeah, a client. Sure. <laughs> they always start with, I have a client. I have a client. She was like blogging and I felt so bad for this gal. She was like blogging for five years. Like she was dedicated. She was blogging. We go look at her analytics and like, she's getting like 10 visitors a day. And it's just like, that's heartbreaking because she's generating just a ton of content. So come to find, you know, come to find out, obviously like she is not I mean, she is not focused at all on topics or keywords or using anything at all that people would be searching for. And so, you know, we just kind of 
gave her some ideas. Um, maybe use this keyword or blog around this keyword because people are actually searching for it. We didn't tell her how many times to use it or where to use it or anything like that. And she suddenly, you know, after a while, she was able to start getting a ton more traffic. Um, so you do have to do some keyword research and make sure all that great content you're generating actually like has a goal and people are searching for it to get that traffic. Lindsay, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, I know that you have, you know, your websites, oneclicklindsay.com, trafficandleads.com. You have your podcast as well. If we want more of this kind of information from you and we, we go check those places out, what are we going to find? Yeah, I would just say, I would say mostly you want to start at oneclicklindsay.com and that's oneclicklindsey.com. And essentially I'm, that's my blog. I go on there. I talk about different topics like I've talked about today, different online marketing topics. And you can just kind of read on that. You can also find my, my social following over there as well. That's going to be the best place. Excellent. That's the end of today's show. Thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please show us some love and share this episode on social media or give us a review on iTunes. Those things really uh, help to support the show. Finally, Lindsay, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been great to talk with you. Thanks, Joseph. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.